0: Yeah, I'm Jason and we're at Slabtown Cider just south of Uxbridge on concession six and we're here with Cider Crate and we're gonna do a nice tasting. Slabtown comes from the village of Siloam where we got a lot of our trees. Siloam Orchards used to be uh, a thriving business and uh, had went through some changes and uh, we made a deal with them and we brought over a lot of the varieties from there. So uh, Siloam is located just about five minutes West of Uxbridge, um, and it used to be called Slabtown in the late eighteen hundreds. So and it used to be a sawmill community, and where Mill Run Golf Course is, the mill is actually still there, the, uh, the mill wheel there. So that's where our name came from.
1: And it's uh, moved here and relocated and yeah. found a pretty good home. It seems like it. Yeah. Uh, you're also doing, looking to expand into some uh, distillery
0: and some spirits. Are you? We are. Uh, I know that's uh, not been a huge focus right now. But with the the COVID um, pandemic starting, you know, we were approached by the mayor of the town. Say, hey, can you make hand sanitizer for the? Uh, for um, frontline workers, and we said, sure, let's do it. So we started with that, and it just evolved into, and we always had uh, plans to build a distillery here, uh, but uh, small steps all the way through. We sort of moved things uh, forward a little bit quicker. So yes, we will have a gin bar, and manufacture our apple brandy, and you know, a lot of uh, barrel-aged product that, uh, you know, from the farm, we're going to utilize in the whole process. We have peach trees, we have pear trees, we have uh, apricot, we have lots of fruit here. So hopefully utilize everything uh, for that. Uh, And
1: Dave joined us here. You're the uh, cider maker extraordinaire, we're told.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I've heard a few different descriptions.
1: (laughs) And uh, we've got quite a selection you have here uh, for us, so why don't you take us quickly through this one and we can we can start from there yeah so that's the founders dry it's our,
2: our first and flagship cider so straightforward just apple flavor uh fairly dry it comes in at about 14 grams of sugar per liter and uh, ends up working as the base for some of our other sort of drier ones
1: um, so, but yeah cheers cheers That yeah, sounds okay. great on the uh the podcast So tell me, first of all, a little bit about where we're at right now. Uh, brand new facility, still in the process of adding on to it. What are you doing here?
0: Well, we're moving most of our uh, of our seating to the outdoors as uh, beautiful Covid has uh, forced us to do. So we have a patio which normally we can hold about 250 people. But we're down to about 65, 70 uh, tables and tra- or chairs on the oh. patio right now, hoping to add another 150 uh, very shortly. So, outdoors is going to be very, very good here. Mm-hmm. We're adapting.
1: Yeah. And and why here? Why why the region?
0: Is there a, is there a story on the, the space or? You know, nobody's ever done it here in uh, North Durham. Nobody's ever put a cidery in, and you know, we were one of the first. Uh, and we thought, you know what, Uxbridge needs a destination. You know, so uh, we've always wanted a, a hospitality, restaurant, eatery, farm, destination place. And this, this has been my home for the past 40 years. So I'm, you know, I just wanted to do it here. So got good support from the town and, and everybody uh, around here, you know, sort of, if you build it, they'll come. So.
1: And Dave, how did you get connected into it?
0: Uh,
2: well, I've known Jay for about 25 years. I actually have been in IT for 30 years. Uh, He came to visit me one day and said, I just bought a plot of land and we're gonna start a cidery. And I said, well, you know what? I said, I had my first cider 30 years ago. I went to my grandmother's 80th birthday uh, in Scotland and had a strong bowl on tap. And then we had some scrumpies and I was hooked ever since. Hi, Perry.
3: Perry, nice to meet you. Sorry I'm late.
1: We're uh, chatting on our podcast, oh, so welcome, welcome to uh, to join us and, and grab a seat yeah. <laughs> and tell us a little bit more about yourself. So uh, we've got another guest that's just joined us. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us how you're involved with uh, with the cidery here?
3: Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Lori Fatima, and I'm a co-owner of Slabtown Cider.
1: Excellent, and it's a gorgeous Friday afternoon mm-hmm. nice here. here towards uh, the middle of summer as we said 2020 COVID um, that's obviously caused some challenges uh, this year for you How
0: have you been adapting to that? Wow. Well, one, of our, one of our key things that we did this year we uh, started producing our own hand sanitizer
3: mm-hmm. and uh, so that that brought in some new people um, we very quickly went online quicker than we expected to that was uh, online platform we had our website but then we just moved it to online we did our drive-through which was very successful we had it all set up and people would just drive in they ordered ahead and then we also had um, free delivery for Oxbridge to keep because there was a point there in the beginning where everybody was encouraged to stay at home so we supported that
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now it's uh, phase three, opening up a bit more. You've got people coming in, uh, your outdoor patio here. You've got some plans to add some more patio space as well. Very neat. Um, Actually, before we started recording, you mentioned that next door you have some some guests that are are there quite often uh, and busy. So that's even another draw. Can you explain a little um,
0: bit about that? Well, the the property next door to us is called Wood Newton. And it's uh, been the home to... Uh, the O Cup the downhill mountain bike O Cup every year for a long time one of the uh, stops on the on the race series so they have about 2,500 people some years 15 to 2,500 people uh, all racing through uh, the property which is it's a great draw for us because people will love cider after they ride
1: so Uh, we're on to our second sample here what do we have Dave Uh, this is our
2: bitter sharp uh, so again another nice dry uh, cider it's actually a, a wet hopped cider um, what you'll get out of it though is not the hoppy aroma you just get the bitterness uh, which makes it seem a little drier than it actually is uh, it's also the one that we call our crossover for the wine drinker so this one's gonna be the one that's gonna taste most like a white wine uh, and draw them over uh, fill that gap between switching
1: winemakers to drinking cider have you found that there's um, you have to go through an education with people, or are people sort of really understanding what you're offering, knowing it's not your Summersbee or your strong boast?
2: I mean, it runs a gamut. Some people are quite well educated and they know what they like. Um, we We tend to you know make sure that we have a lot of dry ciders available. We do kind of swing up the sweet scale a little bit., uh, but even our sweetest cider is probably half the sugar of of a summer's bee. Um, but at the end of the day, I want to make sure that whatever you know fruit or other flavorings we put in there We got to make sure we respect those while still respecting the apple flavor So it's you know light enough that you still get an apple uh, But making sure that the fruit can sing uh, so it's a matter of just making it as sweet as it needs to be versus
1: Forcing it to be dry and then kind of losing that flavor mm-hmm. And you've got quite a quite a selection of options here Um How did you get to to nine, it looks like it. Yeah, we've got nine on offer now. We've got about uh,
2: three or four others that were seasonals that that we've taken off. So uh, we had uh, Cider House Rules was our mulled cider that we had, you know, from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Uh, And uh, we had, uh, what was his name? John Irving. Mm -hmm. John Irving was the author of the Cider House Rules uh, book. He actually came here and did a book signing and gave us the permission to use the name. Uh, So we had that for the winter. Uh, took that off. Uh, we actually just brought uh, sweet maple heat to an end for this year, so we had a maple for maple season. Um, but we've just taken that off. We're gonna try and replace it with uh, with a honey habanero. So again, again, playing with that sweet and spicy uh, kind of feel. Uh, we had mint basil in the winter, but it, I feel it doesn't work as well in the summer, so we replaced it with the, uh, the mint cucumber uh, for the summer. So those two will just go opposite. So yeah, we've probably done about 15 flavors in total, but we've got nine on offer now. Uh, we did our first barrel-aged uh, back in the spring. We had some tequila barrels and did a ciderita, so a margarita-inspired cider. Um, because it's in a barrel, you only get 200 bottles out of it, and those 200 bottles sold in two days. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, I don't think a weekend goes by where I don't get at least three people saying, when's the ciderita coming back? And it's like, well, it's barrel-aged, they can't rush it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, is there plans to expand outside of your offerings here, and I believe you're in a couple bars and restaurants around as
0: well? We haven't actually gone uh, outside of the property here as present. We do have a big list right now, and uh, we want to be able to roll out properly, and just keeping up with the demand here as it is, is uh, pretty tough, so, We have plans, obviously, to go to bars, restaurants, and, and distribution, um, but not until we're ready. Yeah. Right? And, I, and with, with COVID, with some of the rules,
1: uh, with the fact that you're getting uh, a little bit more value for selling direct, mm-hmm. uh, it obviously makes sense to be supporting those that are willing to come and make it a destination because that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Um, are there other events that you've had to, say, cancel this year that you would have loved yeah. to have yeah. done and you're yeah. moving towards maybe in 2021?
3: Yeah, we had a few um small like parties scheduled. People love this landscape. They like the experience and they want to share it with their friends and family. So they've they've asked us to host weddings. So we had a few weddings we had to um, cancel and move to 2021. But in most cases, we've just said, you know what? We'll pick a date next year and hopefully things will be a lot different. We do have one wedding that's still happening and they've just adjusted their numbers. Thankfully, we're in phase three. So um, they're able to do that nicely. They'll have a bit inside and outside. And they were a couple that met next door, so it's it's pretty. It's a big part of their story to get married here. They they're really hanging on to that, so we're supporting them with that.
1: They're gonna get on their bikes and their yeah. tux and the yeah. dress, and that would <laughs> That's be part uh, of the plan. yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. We
0: actually met right in this field over here during one of the downhill cup uh, events at Wood Newton, and uh, yeah. <laughs> the rest is
1: history. Well, you'll have to put something up as a commemoration or something of that nature. That's really funny, hops? so. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we did Hinto Hops. I don't remember talking about it. Sure. Yeah, why don't you tell us about what we just tried. Yeah, so the Hint
2: of Hops is, is our second hop cider, but yep. this one's a dry hop, so it's uh, you're
1: getting the, the floral hoppy aroma, but without the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Do you get uh, people asking about the differences as they come up, and then there's a preference one or the other, or do you get most people from what we've seen with the hops, it is sort of the the easy way to transition uh, a beer drinker? Exactly that. So basically,
2: we use the bitter sharp as the as the filling the gap for wine drinkers, and then the hint of hops to to
1: bring the uh, beer drinkers over. Very cool. Um, you said you had some partnerships as well, or some work with some of the other local breweries.
0: Mm-hmm. We're uh, working on that right now, and uh, we have a, have a Tide House license for the property. Uh, so we will be uh, featuring North Durham breweries and uh, and other cideries as well. So we're just trying to keep mm-hmm. everything Oxbridge and, and mm-hmm. Durham North right now, and then we'll expand uh, in the future. Very so. neat. Yeah.
3: That's, it. That's one thing that we've done so far, I think, with our marketing strategy is we... Haven't done a lot of paid advertising here at Slabtown. It's been a lot of collaborations. We did sponsorships. When we first started, we went out to a lot of events before we even opened up our farm store. And now we rely a lot on word of mouth Mm -hmm. um, and social media. So we will obviously do some paid advertising down the road. We do have it in our plan, but right now... It's working for us, just the word of mouth and the partnerships and the collaborations.
0: Yeah, Durham tourism has been very good, good for us as, uh, you know, Uxbridge Township's been amazing. Um, Central Counties has been a big part of our program as well, so yeah, we thank them. And we're, you know,
1: barely 10-15 minutes after opening and you've easily got a dozen people here as well, so it Mm -hmm. seems like it's going quite well. Mm -hmm. Um, You have other offerings than just drinks on site, Uh, what else can you get on the property?
3: Um, well, we have a charcuterie board, which we're actually bringing up very shortly for both of you to try. <laughs> and um, then we also, because our eatery is not quite open, we've partnered with um, Temptations Food Truck, which is part of Anina's in Goodwood. And they offer everything from wraps, salad, they have steak on a bun, they have ribs and fries. All good, um, easy food to enjoy on the patio. Yeah, that's what we have
1: and uh because we've got a whole bunch more to to go through and we don't want to make the the discussion here a a 40-minute podcast uh dave why don't you tell us about a couple of the other ones that you have as offerings here
2: sure yeah so what we're going to try now is the mint cucumber so pretty self-descriptive we originally we thought about coming up with you know the fun names and stuff for things and we just went no let's just call it what it is uh so mint cucumber uh this was one of the first ones that really i think developed that multi-layer effect which i really like so if you know You've seen ratatouille that take two things and combine them and make a new thing. Uh, I mean, cucumber is that, so you really get the, the, the cucumber in the front and then the mint kicks in at the back end. Uh, so that's why I really wanted to work with uh, some more of those. Uh, the legendary cherry was the second one that, that we released, and that's uh, using a, a Niagara Montmorency sour cherry uh, versus the black cherry, which I find invariably comes out too sweet. So it's still a nice, tart uh, cider, still fairly dry. Um, the black currant was again just trying to pull the same thing from the cherry. The black currant's a much more European flavor, so a lot of Europeans are very familiar with black currant, so that's an easy, uh, easy start for them. Uh, and then we started getting into things like a little more sort of cocktail flavor. so the mojito de manzana or apple mojito, um, lots of fresh lime and, and mint. Uh, the pineapple mimosa has been a great hit. Uh, that's the one where I, I said I'll, I'll, I'll say to customers That's the one where we give you an excuse to start drinking in the morning because who doesn't like a mimosa in the morning? Uh, so that one works really well fresh pineapples uh, in there uh, And then our newest release is the watermelon thyme. So again another one of those multi layers where you know you get the watermelon and then the thyme just sort of has that earthy Grounding uh, to it uh, and we honestly can't make that fast enough like as soon as we put it on the shelf. It's gone It's been a really big hit
1: Quite a, quite a few offerings, and then uh, as winter rolls around and next season comes around, you'll have a couple other things as well, I'm sure.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the options here are endless because not only do we have all of the different f- herbs and vegetables that we can play with, uh, we've got a, a, a really large collection of apple trees here, so we've got, uh, I think we've got about 30,000 trees planted, over 400 varieties. Um, so we can do a, just a ton of single varietals. Uh, you know, once the orchard matures, we've got a lot of the old English, French, and Spanish apples. So we've got, you know, your typical, uh, you know, um, Kingston blacks and Dabonettes and we've got the d'Or from France. And, uh, so we can really start introducing a lot of those. So, I mean, you know, I fast forward five years from now, we'll probably blast through two, three hundred different flavors. Mm-hmm.
1: Exciting. A, uh, an exciting and an ambitious project and it. it looks like uh, coming into to launching and growing and developing you've got quite the destination spot here if people are looking for more information how can they find out about you and maybe where you can get your product because it's all right here right now
3: yeah they can just go to slabtownsider.com uh, or they can find us at at slabtownsider on the main social platforms Instagram and Facebook and Twitter
1: Thank you so much. Looking forward to uh, trying some of this
0: and some of the food options you're bringing over as well. So appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for coming by.